Hello and welcome to the Play and Ponder podcast. This is JJ Briggs and if you're listening, that means that I released an episode that I recorded last week. So I've got to take a moment and celebrate myself um, for a second for that because um, podcast listeners who have been around for a while, you know that there have been many hiatuses. I don't know what the plural word of hiatus is. There have been a lot of breaks. There's been a lot of um, inconsistency. So I said that I would post that first episode when I had a second one recorded. And I wanted to expand upon a reel I posted today. I actually posted three reels. They're all like the same video and kind of same premise, just different topics. So I did one on movement, one on nutrition, and one on communication. I wanted to just get the reps in a little bit and also kind of see which one performed better, which one people saw first. But uh, today what I want to go into is what's in and what's out, or I guess rather what's out, and then followed by what's in in terms of movement. So in the real, I kind of knock out of the screen, out of the picture, um, two different things that I'm saying are out for this year, uh, burning off meals and quote unquote, earning food at the gym. This is something that I have heard so many times um, as a coach with my clients and also just like in my DMs on Instagram or, or in real life, just like hearing people, oh, I was bad yesterday. I got to burn off that pizza or, um, you know, I, I want some brownies um, at dinner. So I got to go to the gym and earn it. You don't have to burn off meals and you do not have to earn your food at the gym. Now, I'm kind of lumping these both together because they both um, relate to total daily and total daily energy expenditure, T-D-E-E. So what that is, is just like the total amount of calories that we burn in a day. So it's comprised of two parts. It's our resting energy expenditure plus our non-resting energy expenditure. So that's a lot of long words, a lot of acronyms. T-D-E-E, total daily energy expenditure. Again, it's like the amount of calories that we burn in a day. And I'm going to do a whole nother episode on just solely, I keep knocking into my ring light here. I'm going to do another episode solely on TDEE. So I don't want to spend too, too much time on it here today, but it's one of the first things that I teach my clients because when they see the chart, when they see the graph of total daily energy expenditure and where our expenditure comes from, it really is for a, a lot of people mind blowing and um, totally like kind of flips some beliefs that they were holding on their head. So again, without going into too, too much detail, there are four different parts to our TDEE, one being our um, basal metabolic rate. This is part of our resting energy expenditure. So, and again, these are just like averages. It's going to vary. It's going to vary depending on a lot of different things, but our BMR, our basal metabolic rate. So just like what we would, the, the minimum amount of energy needed to just like maintain life. Um, if we were in like a temperature um, neutral room, if we're just like literally just breathing, pumping our blood, like maintaining our body temp, that's 60 to 70% of our total daily energy expenditure. So just 60 to 70% just existing. Then we have our non-activity thermogenesis, um, NEAT. So kind of like just what you need to do day to day to, um, get like 
to get the laundry done, um, walking in and out of the grocery store, even grocery shopping, anything that we do that's not like exercise is going to contribute to our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. We also have thermic effect of food, TEF. Um, yes, we eat food, but we also like need to like use energy in order to um, like digest and absorb food. So this is about 10% of our TDEE. And then we have our exercise activity thermogenesis, which if you are like a high level athlete or you're working out multiple times a day or you're a college athlete, it's probably going to be a lot higher than this. Maybe not a lot higher, but it's, it's, it's going to vary. All of these are going to vary. These are estimates. Um, I keep wanting to throw, throw that out there that these are estimates that, you know, there's a lot of nuance to this as with most, most things, but our exercise typically accounts for like 5% of our total daily energy expenditure. So we don't have to, you know, burn off that cookie or burn off that brownie, or we never talk about like burning off that like salad. It's always like the, the fun foods that, um, you, you hear people talking about this, but you don't have to earn your food and you don't have to go, um, like you don't have to exercise in order to, again, quote unquote, burn off meals, burn off snacks, whatever it might be. Um, when it comes to burning off meals, typically I've seen this, um, expressed when, Somebody's maybe overeaten um, and maybe they feel uncomfortably full, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I stuffed myself um, last night at dinner. I got to go burn that off. Or, oh my God, I can't believe I just ate, you know, whatever I just ate and I got to go burn that off. So I'm not saying that like you don't have to be aware and be mindful of, you know, paying attention to your hunger cues, honoring your fullness level. Um, you know, oftentimes eating more consistently will help with this mindset. Um, but you don't have to burn off meals. If you overeat, if you feel oversatiated, if you, as I say, eat like an asshole for a meal and again, don't, don't pay attention to those hunger cues. You, this is your permission slip to say, mm, all right. Um, I probably could have eaten a little bit less or, you know, maybe I should have had um, a little bit different um, array of macronutrients on my plate, maybe add a little bit more non-starchy vegetables, a little less carbs, whatever it might be. But again, you do not have to burn off those meals. So kind of reflect, acknowledge what you can do a little bit differently next time and just keep it moving. And in terms of earning food at the gym, one thing that I love for my clients to do, I have to take a sip of water. Let me pause this again. I've been having a lot of Uncrustables lately and those are dry. Um, it's just not dry, just like a lot of peanut butter. Okay. What I was saying is that a reframe that I really like um, and challenge my clients with is instead of feeling like you have to go to the gym to earn your food, flip it. You have to eat, you have to nourish yourself, you have to eat adequate adequately, you have to eat consistently in order to earn going to the gym. Um, if if you're watching this video, um, I'm saying earn in quotes because uh, that's just like the word that, that I've been using. I don't quite love it, but I think that that's a really good way to kind of like flip this on its head. So in order to go to the gym, which a lot of people, and I'm, I'm using gym, but you know, whatever movement it might be that you're doing, instead of doing that to earn food or earn dinner, think about adequately nourishing yourself in order to be able to go harder at the gym. In order to give your chance of, um, give yourself a better chance of recovery, but not the other way around. Um, and 
I even think too, um, a lot of like fun foods can be wonderful uh, pre-workout snacks or um, like pre-gym snacks. I had a client who like she loved a pre-workout Rice Krispie treat. I do too. Um, they sit really wonderful in my stomach. They're light. I love the taste of them. Um, it gives me energy, gives me some glucose for that workout. Um, but she was eating it because one, she just enjoyed it and it was fuel, not because like, okay, I'm going to work out. Like I'm, I'm going to have to burn off this Rice Krispie treat or, um, you know, I have to earn this Rice Krispie treat by working out. So what's out? We are tossing out the notion that you have to burn off your meals. You're tossing out the belief that you have to earn your food at the gym. Now what's in? The first one I mentioned is making peace with your body. And this is very, very difficult to do. Um, I want to acknowledge um, right off the bat that, you know, I, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. I, I do have thin privilege. Um, and, you know, again, I want to just recognize that this isn't just like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I've, I made peace with my body. Okay, what's next? Like, there's a lot of intention and a lot of work needs to go into this. And I will help folks with weight loss, um, but it requires a lot of hard work in order to get to a place where a fat loss phase is even appropriate. Just like I say, you have to, um, you know, fuel in order to kind of earn, quote, unquote, earn the gym. Same thing with like a fat loss phase. Like a lot of my clients, when they come to me, they have a lot of work that they need to do with their relationship with food, their relationship with their body, just their basic foundational habits. And a fat loss phase is not appropriate until those foundations are in place and until, um, you know, they've really been intentional and worked hard to be at a better place um, with how they feel about their body and making peace with their body. It's very difficult to make lasting change from a place of hate. It's very difficult to hate ourselves into a person that we love or to hate our body into a body that we love. And I'm not saying that you need to like, in order to, you know, um, earn this fat loss phase or in order to like, you know, be happy or fulfilled, you need to love your body. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like merely being open to the possibility that things could be different um, is a great start. Being open to the possibility that, you know, maybe you will start to have positive thoughts about your body. Maybe you will start to recognize the ways in which your body serves you. Maybe, you know, it won't be coming from that place of hate and instead coming from um, a place of more compassion for yourself, for your meat suit, again, for everything that your body does for you. I mean, I think of total daily energy expenditure. Again, 60 to 70% of that is just our basal metabolic rate. So just our body doing body things like behind the scenes that we're not even aware of. So by, you know, taking this seriously, right, by like, you know, truly trying to take steps to be intentional about making peace um, with your body, and there's a lot of ways you can do this, um, you know, through working with a coach, a dietitian, a therapist, um, maybe tapping, like there's a lot of different modalities, and I don't think that there's like any one correct way to do this, but by taking this seriously, it allows space for the transformation that you want to happen. And I'm kind of framing this, uh, I just, I feel like a lot of people are um, seeking weight loss. I'm kind of like framing a lot of this um, around weight loss. I totally understand that that is not everybody's goal. Um, it's just such an easy one to use as an example because it's so prevalent. 
also I want to try and also do like video, um, like put these podcasts on YouTube and I keep like pausing the, what I'm using to record this. So I'm, I'm curious how it's going to look at the end if I'm just going to kind of keep jumping around on the screen. So it'll get more fluid as I get more in practice again. What was I saying? Oh yes, weight loss is just, it's just an easy thing to, to pick on. It's just an easy example. And I've had clients who have come to me initially uh, like desiring weight loss. And I'm very clear in my discovery calls that like, hey, this is something that I will help folks with. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who practice intuitive eating or, um, you know, just run their programs a little bit differently and like won't um, help a client with weight loss. Again, I'm, I am I would rather somebody come to me um, and know that they're with a dietitian, know that they're with somebody who has, you know, experience in coaching in leading dozens of people through this transformation. So I'd rather them come, come to me. And I'm very clear in my discovery calls that I cannot guarantee anything. Um, but by focusing on sustainable habits and building our foundational habits, learning to eat more consistently, et cetera, like, you know, it's, it's possible that we will get to that fat loss phase. And oftentimes people do see weight loss. Um, but I've had folks come to me who initially desired weight loss and by kind of doing all the prerequisites to get to that place and focusing on how they feel, um, you know, they realize how much their body does for them and, weight loss doesn't even become something that we talk about. Like we really just shift focus into continuing to focus on how they feel and focus on habits that serve them well. Sometimes this will lead to weight loss. Sometimes it will not. I'm going to keep saying weight loss, but um, also like there's a lot of times where people experience body composition changes where maybe um, the scale doesn't change, but they notice changes in the way that their clothes are fitting in, you know, different measurements. So a really key part to finding like a great um, exercise routine and movement that we enjoy is making peace with our bodies. And again, just like acknowledging all the different things that our body allows us to do. My body's allowing me to talk right now. My body allows me to walk to the coffee shop and make these reels that I'm talking about. Um, so there's so many different things that our body does every single day to serve us. And that's another thing that my clients will, um, when they first start with me, focus on just like identifying different ways that they're grateful for their body, just ways that they're grateful for their body. Again, we don't have to go from, you know, really struggling with body image and body acceptance. The, the pendulum isn't going to swing to like, oh my gosh, I love every inch of me. Like that's just not realistic, but we're just trying to move the exercise. The second thing that is in this year is finding fun exercise, finding fun movement, right? The more you look forward to exercising movement, whatever it is that you're doing to move your body, the more sustainable it's going to be. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about micro habit changes. I'm all about sustainability in the long term. Um, I think um, like 11 of my last 12 clients have worked with me for a year. That's a long time. Um, because it takes a long time to make changes sustainably. So you don't have to just go to the gym. You don't have to just lift weights. I do think that resistance training is wonderful and people should figure out what sort of resistance training they like and or tolerate. But just like exercise movement in general, like 
give yourself the permission to explore and experiment. You know, do you enjoy walking? Do you want to join an intramural sports team? Do you want to get back into dance or like me, just like dance around at the house like an idiot? It doesn't have to just be like, it doesn't have to be just a spin class. It doesn't have to just be going to the gym. A lot of people don't like the gym and a lot of people don't like the environment of a gym. Um, I've actually, since I moved to Richmond, like I haven't, um, well, I got a, this is a whole nother story, a whole nother podcast, but got a gym membership, ended up like canceling. It just, it just wasn't a good, good fit. But um, like, I like the gym. I love the gym, but I just haven't found one here that I really enjoy the environment of that's convenient to go to. So I really encourage you to find what fun exercise or find what movement you enjoy because there are so many different benefits to moving our bodies and like working out and exercising. It can improve our brain health. It will reduce the risk of diseases. Um, it will help our mental health for sure. Um, even just like feeling better like day to day. Um, and I tell my clients too, it doesn't have to be sexy. Like it can be walking. That's like another, like um, we talk in the coaching world a lot about like, here's your permission slip. Like here's your permission slip. Like walking gets to count as movement. Walking gets to count as exercise. So it doesn't have to be sexy. Experiment, figure out what works for you. And again, I really like um, habit stacking. So kind of like doing two things together, you know, maybe you stretch and watch TV or um, I like kind of breaking, uh, like, again, like little micro m movement breaks or fitting things in through the day. Like maybe you do 10 jumping jacks every time you like successfully don't unload on that one coworker or, you know, you do a couple pushups after every five emails you send. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up here, but play around. If you enjoy it, you'll be more apt to keep it up. And there's definitely going to be days where grit comes into play. Like there's definitely going to be days where, you know, generally walking feels good, but you just don't want to walk today. It's cold. It's rainy. Um, but maybe you dig into that grit and you go out for that walk because you know it's going to benefit you. You know that the fresh air and the sunlight is good. You know that it always kind of like turns your mood around a little bit. You know, so sometimes and sometimes our body is telling us like, hey, I need a break. Like, don't dig into that grit today. You know, maybe honor that need for rest. Um, again, sometimes you're going to have to dig into that grit. But it should, every day shouldn't be like, oh, just like grin and bear it. Like you, you, you should be looking forward to the type of movement that you're doing. And no shoulds. I think that you, I think that it's important to look forward to the different type of movement and exercise that you're doing. And the third thing that I mentioned in terms of what's in is this kind of ties into the first one back to TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, but knowing that you deserve nourishment every single day, like this truly is life-changing for some folks. Um, you know, focus on consistently eating day to day throughout the day. Um, like Again, high-level athletes, it might be different, but for the regular general population, you know, we might have to add in an extra snack, maybe like a pre- or post-snack, um, but we're talking about 5% of our TDEE, so you know, don't think that you have to really, really restrict on your days off, um, and watch out for some like subconscious patterns that you might not realize are there, 
Um, sometimes people like subconsciously restrict on days that they aren't going to the gym just because that's how they've been programmed in society and diet culture that, oh, well, I can't have a brownie today. I didn't go to the gym. So again, like sometimes like when we're on, on, on days versus off days, our eating, um, it might not be like, it might not vary widely. And one more thing I wanted to add here as well is that again, we deserve nourishment every single day. And sometimes just like our appetite and our hunger cues will change day to day. Like, I don't know if you ever have days where you just feel like so ravenous, like genuinely ravenous. Um, I know that around my cycle, this happens. Or even like as I'm starting to get back into um, like a weightlifting routine, I'll find that like, oof, wow, like I'm definitely like a lot more hungry today. And I want to challenge you to honor that and continue to build trust with your body, with your hunger cues. And there's nothing wrong. It's totally normal for, um, again, our appetite and our hunger to vary day to day. So thank you so much for listening. Again, we are kicking out of here, burning off meals and earning food at the gym. We are welcoming in finding peace with our body. We are welcoming in making exercise fun, make, uh, finding movement that we look forward to. And we are welcoming in knowing that we deserve nourishment every single day. I will link um, a worksheet I have on Total Daily Energy Exponential in the show notes. Again, I'll do a more kind of in-depth episode on it as well. And if you're curious how to, like, if if some of these resonate with you, you're like, oh, that's me. I absolutely restrict on days I don't go to the gym or, oh, that's me. I hate Barry's boot camp, and yet I go every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're curious how to apply some of this, how you can apply it into your day-to-day, into your like life situation, scenario, whatever it might be, um, check out my micro goal setting session. Um, we can tackle one of these on the call. It's a quick 15 to 20 minute call. There's an assessment beforehand, right? So we're not going to, you know, tackle every single food nutrition um, you know, challenge that you're having, but we can focus in on one and make sure that you're creating changes and implementing changes in order to focus on how you feel, in order to feel better throughout the day and how to make these changes sustainably. So thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has a lovely day. I'm not sure when this is going to make it out. I would love it to be January still. So thank you so much for listening. 